1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: An Erios original. I'm Leslie Arfin, and this is my show, Filling the Void. A show where I get to know my friends better by talking to them about the things that bring them pure joy, also known as their hobbies. Today I'm talking to Mike Luciano. He's a writer, director. He made that show Animals with Phil Matarise, who we also had on the show. You can still find that episode. But anyway, Mike rules, and his hobby is researching... Local hometown history. And this is a hobby that I in no way relate to. So you'll hear what happens. So, Michael Luciano. Yes. That, does anybody ever call you Michael? It's like the most annoying question I could ever ask. Like, no, such a talk show host question.
0: Does anyone call you Michael? It's, I mean, uh, I love that name. Not even really my parents, to be honest. What's your middle name? Vincenzo. Stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I mm-hmm. love. I'm an Italian Italians.
2: Freak. I used to want to be Italian. I mean, I still do. But like, you know, growing up in Long Island, mm-hmm. Mike's from Long Island, as am I. People are like, you Italian? hundred <laughs> percent. Yep hundred yep. percent. Like yeah. if you're not, it's like so much Italian pride.
0: Yeah. It's funny because where I grew up actually was sort of removed from that. Not completely, but I was from this little beach town called Seacliff. That's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I know Seacliff. You know it. You know it.
2: So tell me what, tell, tell everybody what your hobby is. Cause sure. you're going to bring it back to L.
0: I. Sure. So my, my hobby is, uh, archiving local history or just being interested in it.
2: We love that. Yeah. Me and Alex both were saying like, it's so
0: cute. It's, it's pretty cute. And you know, it's something as I was kind of saying, you know, like it's not something I consider my hobby that I, you know, do all the time, but I've realized I, I've been interested in it for a long time and I do get kind of passionate about it. Yeah. And, um, I did a, uh, uh, a project in Seacliff, the town, where I'm from that was steeped in that. So I'm coming off of kind of being very invested in, um, researching and, and looking into local history of this small town where I'm from. So it's been very much on my mind.
2: Wait, how did you get into this archival
0: biz? I was thinking about this. I think it's, uh, a lot from weirdly, uh, My grandparents, who were also lived in Seacliff, my dad's parents, did a very cool life. My Mm -hmm. grandfather was an opera singer, and so they, like, traveled all over the world. So their house was, like, literally constructed with all this memorabilia of their life and everything, and lots of photos and pictures of them um, throughout the years. So that was kind of, like, making narratives of people who I knew as older people. You see them young, you know, that kind of thing was always in my head, I suppose. But Did um, they
2: grow up in Seacliff?
0: They did not. They grew up in Brooklyn.
2: And your grandpa was an opera singer? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: That is so cool. What about your grandma?
0: She was she was a a singer. Um
2: <gasps> Italian opera singers.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So How chic. So, you know, it was like a cool way to look at my grandfather's and grandmother's like careers and uh in, in old photos and um just that strange you know, elemental thing of seeing a person who's very close to you many years ago and then looking at the world in the background of the pictures and how it's yeah. different in subtle ways and very overt ways and I just feel like that was always kind of in my head.
2: Right, like the people in the background like sometimes are gesticulating in a way that like <laughs> mm-hmm. looks familiar mm-hmm. and you're
0: like, "Wait, they were just like us." Yeah. There's also like uh you know, if you if you look at an old documentary or something where where there's a a camera on the street now you know in with with like a film camera I love how people that are being captured it's so different from now for obvious reasons there's cameras everywhere and like kind of being on is a part of life right now But I feel like back then you can really gauge it decade by decade how people are responding to a Film camera, like a curiosity, and like they're still in there, they don't feel threatened that this is going to be developed and then broadcast everywhere because it's obviously impossible. And, um, like capturing something on on film or in a photograph is like always got me going.
2: That is so. Did you go to college? (laughs) This is so college. It is a little college. No, in a great way. Like, I forgot that I forgot about the relationship of camera and subject mm-hmm. through time.
0: It's like, I think it's ontological. I think that was like one of the, the French guys wrote a thing. It was like on, ontological uh,
2: Whatever. Something. Where'd you go Got to college? Harvard?
0: No. <laughs> I went to School of Visual Arts for for one year mm-hmm. and then I transferred, went to community college for a year and then I graduated from Northeastern in Boston.
2: Wait, so ba- so you were interested in your grandparents and the way that people would react through the, the years with cameras, mm-hmm. tocology.
0: I remember like at, at a certain point I had to do in fifth grade, we had to do this thing called an exit assessment, which is just insane. Think back on it. Whereas a fifth grader, you had to pick a place in town, which is like a, a mile wide, and uh, choose it and like research the history of it and present it to the principal and like three other people in a small office. It was very strange. Mm-hmm. And so I chose... The school, secret school. And, like, I remember going around with my grandfather and measuring everything and then getting old, like, blueprints from the place and then, like, talking to an old neighbor who's this old woman in her 80s who, like, went there, went was high school back in the day, not just elementary school, and, like, and then made, like, a replica of the school. And that was, like, I think probably my first realization of, like, just kind of surreal jump in time where you realize kids... 70 years ago we're having yeah. the same experience right here wait
2: you did that in fifth grade yeah fifth grade i love that you were like interested and in, interested enough in something in fifth grade and this particular thing to like do the legwork like i <laughs> i found i cut every corner i could i phoned everything in i just had no i just wasn't inspired but i love that you were so inspired at such a young age.
0: Well look, it was an assignment I had to yeah, do. It.
2: I we had an assignment to make a meal. Everyone had to make something from one of the fifty states that represented the state. I bought a box of Entenmann's chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> lied, said my mom made them. Yeah. And my state was New York.
0: Yeah. Well, that's just resourceful. And
2: Or maybe it was like apple pie or something like that. But this girl came in with baked Alaska. I just phoned everything in. Like so let me ask you, you do this archival stuff and we'll talk about what you've cool things that you've found, but like what do you do with this stuff? Who yeah. do you archive for? Just you?
0: What I've been doing this summer is making um a little movie in Seacliff in this in, in my hometown. And basically come from every time I've been home, I go visit my parents and everything and hang out. And every time I'm there, I'm just like so, you know, drawn to wanting to film it. Um, it was such a great, fun project that I'm finishing editing now and will be done soon. But um, it also became kind of like half documentary right. on on the town. And part of the plot of, of the thing is um, this woman is putting on an event at the beach for the 4th of July. And it's like a fundraiser to save the Seacliff Museum. It's a small little place that just has... All of the old history of this town, it it was so great to like come up with a narrative that could actively use this stuff and show it off to people who, you know, even the people there, like nobody, not everybody knows there's like all this history to it. So it's fun to get to like make something funny and hopefully cool and like a fun thing to watch, but also gets to show off all of this history.
2: That is so nice and wholesome. (laughs) Like. how, did you find any like weird shit out?
0: Mm, there's so much stuff of kids, which is really cool. There's like pictures of uh, them doing like a little box car race. So you just see all these kids like getting ready to race and little cars that they made. There's another one of kids, and it's like four or five kids just standing with pumpkins, and mm-hmm. it's like they're it's like 19, you know. Twenty something maybe earlier, wow. and they're just like looking at the camera like giggling and laughing. There's something <laughs> so nice about seeing kids back then when times were tough, like yeah. laughing it's just a very simple thing holding pumpkins again like on a on a street like I grew up on, you know so, so just, sweet that's so really cool to me.
2: Was your neighborhood like the Halloween neighborhood
0: for sure, yeah there I mean there was like a uh, Growing up, Halloween was kind of this mix of like, you know, trick-or-treating. It's very quaint and everything. And then there was this like darkness of the eggmobile, which was the oh older God. kids who yeah. would cruise around in a van and just nail kids with eggs.
2: Did you get nailed?
0: I didn't. I didn't get nailed with an Did egg. Did you
2: throw eggs at other kids?
0: You know what? I didn't. I didn't. I am i wasn't about that.
2: In Siasset, trick-or-treats for days. My neighborhood was off the chain. Yeah. Woodlands. It was like Stranger Things. Oh, cool! And the older kids, we did eggs, shaving cream, toilet paper. Rumors of nair every year. There were rumors <laughs> of nair. They're going to put nair on your hair, and your hair is going to oh, fall uh, out. Wow! It doesn't work like that. <laughs> but um, they wouldn't get the kids.
0: Mm-hmm. We
2: wouldn't get the kids <laughs> because I did graduate to that program. Did you get to see Archival Halloween?
0: It wasn't Halloween. There was this cool, like, event. And it was in this big park that's in the center of town. And, like, everyone's kind of wearing white. And there's this huge, fl- like, pole. And then streamers coming down from it. And, like, that one just always stuck in my head. Because it's so... Everyone's so exuberant. And you're just like, what is going on here?
2: Did you find out any weird Just lore? any, like,
0: creepy, weird things like yeah. that?
2: Um. Or were you not looking for that? Were you looking for more I, funny to, things?
0: To be honest, it wasn't so much like I was only really looking for photographs, you know. That was mm-hmm. that was like the start of it. And then I ended up finding um film footage of, of the town, which is like a whole other thing. I don't know. There's there's this picture of like four little girls and then there's like a woman. It's in front of this little shop that uh is like right in town, and there's like four little white girls and there's this one little black girl, and there's like a tall woman and they're just like looking right at the camera and I just am drawn to like what is it's horrifying on one hand because I go I I just I'm sure there's a a darkness about the because it's from like the 40s maybe Mm -hmm. something like that Mm -hmm. but everyone looks happy so it's confusing it's like a confusing image and that that was one I just feel like I locked onto and wanted to know more about but Mm -hmm. it's only an I'm only left with an impression for now.
2: Even though I kind of think this is a boring question, how do you do your research
0: library? I'm already asleep. I'm snoozing. (laughs) Uh, Look, I think in-person stuff is, is always cool where you have the physicality of whatever you're going through in front of you, like going through this little museum, the like drawers of the photos that they're organized in a certain way. That was like such a incredible afternoon of like, going through that stuff it's so tangible and in front of you and just as kind of a next level thing but what's cool about now obviously the internet.com there is uh plenty to find on there so like i found photographs every piece of property in new york city all five boroughs were documented by a photographer and who stuck a little stand in the ground and put a little number on it in front of taking the picture and they put them all up online to look through. So you literally just type that in is an so address, fucking insane. and you find the you know wherever you're looking at. It's That's it's so... like three or four. And then they did it again in like the 80s. They did maybe Holy in the 60s. Holy shit! It's Wait, every wild. piece
2: of property in every borough?
0: I, I think it's every building in New York City, and I believe it's all five boroughs. It's searchable the same way that Google Maps is searchable. Oh,
2: so if I put in like 32 West Fourth Street.
0: You'll you'll very so likely single see building. you'll see and it'll give you maybe two or three photographs, one from the thirties, maybe earlier, one from the forties, and then possibly one from like the seventies when they did it again, seventies or eighties. Um
2: and like so that that's like, some is grant so shit. Rad. like someone had to get a grant to do that
0: i think it's through like new york state's thing right like they have to pay i think it's taxpayer money that did it probably, probably. but it's so cool like, it is so, i mean it's so all the taxpayers do it
2: <laughs> no that's like major like yeah. that is the coolest thing because you know in ancient times like when gangs of new york was happening mm-hmm. like i really want to see like Legit pictures of 138 Ludlow Street where I used to live. I think that was the address. Now,
0: now, Les, I think Gangs of New York was before.
2: <laughs> there is some documentation of like Bleecker Street. Yeah. Like-
1: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: Hollywood or Los Angeles archival stuff?
1: Well,
0: one of the coolest things I've found out here, there was a project, I think it's called 12 Sunsets, and it's through the Getty Museum thing. They put it on their website. There's this guy whose name is Ed Ruscha, something like that, mm-hmm. and he fashioned a van and put a camera on top of the van, Google map style, and he went up Uh, sunset one direction sunset boulevard and went down sunset in the other direction and did this every seven years from 1965 Mm -hmm. to i think it's 2007 something like that and they created this website where you can you can travel along sunset boulevard and see photos of sunset boulevard and all of the locations along it for the entire thing every seven years from 1965 to 2003 four something like that wow and it is wild because you truly see this incremental change it's not all a straight shot to like everything improving you know right, it's, right. they're like weird not. little of course not like there're weird little pockets in the 80s and 70s where you go like oh that that was just looks like a total dead zone right there but then it became that and, well that's horrible now it's a sweet green or whatever you know right. and so it's this interesting ride but it's cool because it's um it's just really great how the how the website did it
2: It interests me why this interests you
0: There's something about like uh capturing like a the moment as it is that's cool to me and 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 I I don't know I vote like I remember uh, growing up I remember like film recording on like a VCR every year around my birthday just getting like a minute of like Comedy Central or MTV Uh and just filming a (laughs) little bit to look at the uh, the way that the Channel ID changed from year to God, year. That
2: is like s- such a
0: boy thing. I mean,
2: <laughs> I say that because Paul, that's like such a Paul thing. Like, Paul's yeah. like obsessed with time.
0: I'm sure, yeah. Are yeah. you
2: obsessed with time?
0: Absolutely. How can you not be?
2: I'm so not obsessed with time. <laughs> I have no, it means nothing to me. Yeah. It means it's not even real.
0: Oh, well, that's, I, I mean, you're right on one hand. It is a, like, I don't even a, know
2: what it means. It's so hard yeah for me i get i think that yeah if i may
0: <laughs> yes go go ahead
2: it's like a control thing
0: i think you're probably right i just think like and i get i get the like intellectually understand the idea of like trying to hold on to something. So you're trying to like but to me there's a difference between like over-documenting yourself and the life around you. Yeah. And which ov- obviously now is like its own thing, but and and just being like interested in how things have been historically mm-hmm. documented and have changed over time. H- have you ever seen old, like really old pictures of Syosset or something like that?
2: Yeah, totally. So like I was thinking about that and I have seen really old pictures of Syosset and I'm like, oh, even when I was growing up, you know, it looks very, very different now mm-hmm. than it did when I was growing up. And then, like, my relationship with Syosset is one of, like, hatred mm. and um hilarity. <laughs> and, like, I appreciate that it once was, like, an Indian reservation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's a cool picture to see. Like, oh, yeah. that's where... The condo I'm from, like, was where many Native Americans were slaughtered. I mean, totally. I guess that's like
0: most of Long Island is kind of sick, you know,
2: it's kind of (laughs) cool. No, of
0: fucked up. I mean, it's it's all that it mostly (laughs) fucked up. But, you know, it. but
2: you seem to have a very nice relationship with Seacliff.
0: I do. I, I also, you know, I had a great childhood you know right and and it was like
2: you had a great childhood and i I, that's awesome and i did too i had a complicated childhood though you know like i never felt like i fit in yeah and i hated long island i couldn't wait to get out yeah and so like what i know of long island are like the places that probably still do look the same because they weren't establishments. They yeah. were like, like my long island is like, they're like parking lots and like yeah. alleys with like playgrounds that nobody uses.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. And I think like, I think it's a lot of long island. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that. And and
2: seedy and depressing, but sea cliff is actually a very beautiful Town. Everyone I know from seacliff is so nice. I know you. I know Ben Van Dyke. You know him. Mm-mm. I think he he played drums in some band. Oh yeah. I had a huge crush on him. Yeah. We saw Pulp Fiction together and Amazing. held hands. And Ariel, my friend Ariel Telford, who is so nice, and he's lives in India now is a Hari Krishna.
0: Oh wow. Yep. Well, it's kind of a little hippie town. It was like a former hippie town, so mm-hmm. it's it has this kind of lineage of like arts f- focus. It has like a, a push for the arts. I mean, it, it got to a point where like I, cause I started making movies and stuff growing up when I was just young, and having my parents video camera, like a lot of people do. But um, then with school, I, it became a thing <laughs> where I would just ask if we had like a project coming up or a paper, I just would got in the habit of going, can I make a movie about it? It's insane and, to me. And they Who would- does that? Say yes like, every time. Of course,
2: and, of course they would say, I mean, look, they would never say no to anybody yeah. doing that. No one would ask that. <laughs> like, I don't know anybody who'd think to ask, can I do extra work? <laughs> Because school sucked. That's why in L.A. But that's
0: why it was fun. Is because right. I didn't have to write a paper. I could make a movie with my friends. Oh, and like, oh,
2: oh you're saying to get out around. of doing a paper. Can yeah. I make a movie instead oh, of Oh, no, it's not
0: extra. I was not doing oh, okay, extra credit. Okay.
2: Maybe some teachers let you do that. But I mean, like in L.A. Now, is your relationship with L.A. the same? Like, do you love L.A.? Um,
0: I. Yeah. hmm. Yeah. It's it's a, it was a yeah with a question mark at the end. I feel like I've I've never... Um, it's always been hard for me to go, here, I'm I'm here forever. This is it. I found my place. And yet, every time I come back to it after being away from it, I'm like, this is fucking heaven out here. Mm-hmm. So I do love it, and I, I think I love it that there's so much to explore. There's certainly so much to learn about it constantly. And so um, when
2: you archive with... Start... If you're archiving LA, it's going to be like... I don't know. What would it be like if you were to make like your... I don't know. Maybe you would do not a documentary, but a narrative and that's cool. Maybe, there's like amazing narratives about LA. Yeah.
0: That's the thing. I feel like I wouldn't do, I've always felt like filming out here. I'm always a little uninspired by it only cause mm. it's so a thing. It's so LA, everything you shoot out here. Um, there's a really cool Instagram. One of my favorite LA kind of archival things. It's called, um, I think it's called map points. Okay. Um, and then there's another one called, I think it's, I might be messing this up, Veterans and Rucas something like that. And um, there are <laughs> accounts of the uh, mid to late 90s uh, Latino rave culture. Oh my God. In Amazing. LA, and it fucking rules. It's the coolest thing ever. That
2: sounds so awesome it's
0: it's awesome because it's so of the time it's so of the era official
2: Map points project
0: it's like oh i'm definitely following this i love this you get a dash of like you know people wearing like huge jeans and stuff you know like it's it's sort of like fun just for the fashion of it but it's so also like the I mean, it sounds nerdy, but like the grain of yes. like the photographs like it right. adds something because it feels really authentic to the time yeah. i I love seeing photos of a of an event like that that feels so joyous and it happened um it feels so funny oh my God, to say, I love like, that
2: you describe raves as being joyous well <laughs> that's so well, do you ever go to a rave? uh,
0: not really, to oh. be honest, <laughs> okay. Well, well but but but, in those pictures every the pictures are joyous, everyone's smiling in them, and it like seems so so happy, maybe it's a an altered happiness
2: yeah but like, i mean there there are really <laughs> there's a lot of joy that came in being totally fucking fucked up out <laughs> yeah. of your mind, yeah, yeah, young, yeah, and like not giving a fuck, yeah, there's so much yeah. joy in that yeah yeah, yeah yeah so but there's also. It wasn't. It's not pure. Yeah. Although I think I definitely have been to a rave called Pure Joy. Yeah. Good point. (laughs) Okay. Well, let me ask you: Is there like a hobby that you wish you could be into, but you're just not?
0: Sure. Like woodworking. Right. It's woodworking seems so satisfying because you turn your mind off in a way. It's meditative. You're making something, so it's like kind of a craft, arts, and crafts thing. I just, I just can't imagine doing it. Right. It also seems expensive. It's an expensive hobby. You gotta have the space for it. I see Dan Harmon. You know, he's he's making. Oh
2: my god, Dan has a whole house. He's got a whole house. He's a mansion. That's his. That's his. Um, it's his work workshop. Bench. And God work bless him. Shop. Like
0: he's, he's so fucking cool. It. Like get to, like that is really fun to see. And look, maybe at some point in my life. I'll I'll do something like that. But I
2: Woodworking sounds fun to me too, but yeah. it also sounds expensive and like yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of heavy. Yeah, yeah. But like something with your hands or something mm-hmm. physical with your body that isn't that you take your brain out of it. Mm-hmm. When do you turn your brain off?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I it's very hard for me to do. It's also very hard for me to just have like like the idea of a hobby is hard for me because right. it, I I find it hard not to like whatever I'm doing have some use for it or some kind of like creative thing that subconsciously I'm like well this will inspire this in some way or maybe Mm. give me something for that and I hate that because you don't always want that like sometimes reading should just be for reading you Mm -hmm. know or um, I don't know I feel like the times i do that this is so lame but i've started doing yoga i started doing it to like stretch my back out i don't out. think that's lame and then it just has become a joyous little moment in my I day love that. because it is like you, it's that you turn your brain off and you're you're just feeling your your body so maybe that's my my other little hobby as of right now
2: i think that's so great what kind of what's your yoga outfit like
0: <laughs> uh you know it's just some comfy shorts mm-hmm. um breathable shirt ideally mm-hmm. um, and you just wear a your good hair mindset. in a pony I've started to my uh my partner started to to make that happen huh um, how do you feel it, about it that? It was an uncomfortable transition, but i do see, I wear hats because my hair is is unruly
2: yeah, but um, that I love unruly hair
0: it's nice to like keep it out of out of my face, so that's another hobby is starting to There's hair care hair hair care yeah
2: what about a haircut?
0: <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it.
2: Okay. No pressure. I, I think your hair is gorgeous. Well, I went, got I got lovely locks
0: just for, for the listener. I have sort of like maybe shoulder length hair right now. I was a short haired man my entire life. Uh, and then, uh, well, 2020 happened and yeah. it's all thrown for a loop, but I save bits of my hair, you know, to archive kind of where I'm at. And like, Do, do you want
2: to be an archivist?
0: Um, it's tricky because I love, I love looking at things and I love like collecting stuff. And film things and everything. But I I also am trying to not have stuff. I went through mm-hmm. i my my grandparents back to them, their house where they just like collected so much stuff from this incredible life. Growing up when that was so amazing um, to see everything. And then they both passed away and we had to go through their entire house. And it was just a lesson. I mean, in a way, it was a really profound experience to go through not only all the photos and everything, but also like you know, the nooks and crannies of a bedside table, like notes my my grandmother had and like little things she clipped out. That's like, wow, why was she interested in that for, you know, things she wrote here? Like, so that is a whole other level of things, but it also is just a good lesson. Like you can like try to collect things and, and to remember as much as you can, but like, it's all, we're going to die. And then it gets passed on to who our our kids. What's the point? So
2: maybe they made them happy. Like your things. Like, I love my. I mean, I don't. I throw shit away a lot, but.
0: But it's what makes you happy and what do you like having around and what does it give you? I have so many little
2: pieces of knickknackery. Yeah. Yeah. And they make me happy. Yeah. But if I, if one of them, if something breaks Mm -hmm. or if I lost it or somebody, sometimes people come over and they love this Mm -hmm. thing and I'm like, oh, take it, you know, because it is just a thing. But if you opened up my bedside (laughs) drawer right now, you would Mm -hmm. throw up inside Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. (laughs) But we're going to wrap up and thank you for coming on this podcast and like having a really nice, sweet educational hobby.
0: Well, I mean,
2: it's so funny because like you're, Uh, The other stuff you do is like, like your comedy stuff, like Mm. the stuff you do in real life is so funny and it's so silly, silly, silly.
0: I think I'm, I've been on a long journey of trying to kind of like thread what I love about comedy and the immediacy of comedy and sort of the like edge, I guess, of like fun comedy, trying to find the balance between that and some of this stuff, which is, I think, it is probably, there's nostalgic elements mm-hmm. to it, but I think uh, documenting, like, time, specific time, but also, like, I oh don't know. Oh, my God,
2: you have to talk to Paul. I Paul will. is, I like, fucking obsessed with this shit. Oh, great. And, and this is what Paul, and we'll end it here, but he's, like, in this movie, Keanu Reeves is, like, referencing die hard so that mean does that mean that like he knows that bruce willis is an actor like it's so fucking dumb i'm sure i've talked about it but like he he says all the time leslie the year this movie came out was the same year i got three teeth pulled and the same day that my mom yelled at me i'm like who cares (laughs) like like it's he thinks it's not as boring as that But like but I don't it's tied, remember It's
0: tied up into the, the Everything yeah. is time Yeah
2: On that note I love you Paul he, I don't think he'll
0: listen to this Love you Paul Love you so much
2: We love you so much Love you mean it Okay thanks I love you too Mike Thanks for I doing this Thank
0: you Appreciate it You can
2: say it You can say I love you I,
0: it's Just <laughs> say it I love you
2: Thank you <laughs>
1: If you liked our show, please subscribe, rate, review, and tell a friend. Filling the Void is a production of the Erios
0: Network. Episodes are produced, engineered, and edited by Alex Paul. Original song by Michael Cassidy. Powered by ACAST